Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections and into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. How long have we been friends, Matt? Uh, I don't know, 10 years, something like that. Or we, did we meet on Warp Tour? We met a few months before Warp Tour 2006. Yeah, so 10 years. That's right, 10 years. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, this episode well, is- Well, first, well, wait, let, let me ask you how your Christmas was. <laughs> I missed Christmas because I was busy uh, watching a Netflix docu-series. You and everybody else. And everybody else. Nobody, nobody made it to their holiday meals. Uh, nobody went out uh, for New Year's Eve. Everybody stayed home and binge watched uh, the ne- the Netflix docu series "Making a Murderer." Exactly. The only thing bigger than uh, "Making a Murderer" was Adele's record, twenty five. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's that's a debate. We could do a podcast on on which was bigger. Actually, we could probably and then, hotly debate that. Yeah, we could. But she might be the only thing more important than "Making a Murderer" right now. If you haven't seen it, something's wrong with you. How long did it take you to watch it, man? Yeah, uh, probably. Took, it took Christy and I about two days. So, dang, two ten, days. Ten episodes, ten hours. So we were basically just vegetables, just binging it. Um, it's obviously widely polarizing. Uh, a lot of people believe one way or another, or, or another, on the innocence or guilt of Stephen Avery, which is the uh, the main character um, who was yeah. uh, who was convicted of murder uh if we can get a little bit of synopsis of the show nate what do you think what why why is there a public outcry what's what's the deal with this thing i think basically what you have is a case of a guy who was put in prison for 18 years and they had a bunch of evidence that suggested he didn't do it there was what like 15 alibis or something where he was during the day some lady was attacked on a beach they sure. put him away. Ten years into this sentence, they find out, oh, this other guy confessed to the murder. Right. Are, and they don't even follow up on it. But the day he gets out, they follow up on it. So there's just all this sketchiness right. to that. So before we even get into like his current situation, we can see that the justice system has failed this guy pretty bad. Well, 18, 18 years in prison, halfway through his sentence, they f- the guy confesses to it. They forget yeah. to mention it. So he spends another eight years in prison, and yes. when when he finally gets out on on new DNA evidence, mm-hmm. what does he what does he do? What would you do? Oh man, I would just uh, I probably would just kiss the ground and do a little do a little chat and and with my friends and run down a football field or something, you know, <laughs> just whatever then, you can do. And then after that, what would you want to do to the cops who failed to mention the guy who committed the crime you were in jail for had confessed to it? Well, if you're innocent, right, you're not really going – you're not vindictive. I think you're just happy to be free. But right. I'm sure he had some attorney whisper in his ear, hey, buddy, you can get paid for this. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, $36 million, I don't know. I would probably ask for the, the $1.4 billion that the uh, current lottery is at. I, I, I just think 18 years, you lose your wife, you, you miss your kids growing up, you lose an entire life. And so, yeah, he goes after the county for $36 million, and he names the two police officers who, who were uh, responsible for putting, put, putting him behind bars in the first place. He names them in a lawsuit, and then uh, they get deposed in this lawsuit. So yeah. they are in a lawsuit that is uh, for $36 million, their livelihoods, 
are are at stake because they're on the line. Well, the whole system is on the line. Everything's on the line. And then what happens is a few weeks later, after they get deposed, there is a murder investigation on Avery's uh, property, which is like a scrap auto scrap yard. And who are the first two guys on the scene? The two tell me the two cops who locked him up. The cops who (laughs) covered up the fact that he was an innocent man behind bars who let him rot away for an extra eight years. They're on the scene even after. Nothing uh, sketchy at all about that. that. It just it it de- there's definitely a story there. Before and that's we what launch the before we launch into that, what makes this such a compelling documentary for those who haven't seen it? Um, what have the celebrities been saying? Oh, the celebs. Yeah, I can't what wait is, to hear what, what did Mandy Moore say? say about making a murderer, Matt? Um, <laughs> what did Mandy Moore say about making a murderer? At the Mandy Moore Twitter, okay. she says, "I period, period. can't stop period. watching." It's crushing, but utterly spellbinding. Yeah, I mean, which sounds like look- a. I mean, I I I agree. So I can't really uh, argue with her. Yeah, uh, and and Ricky Gervais, what did he say? Uh, no spoilers, so I'm not going to destroy the f-ing world just yet. Let me know when you watch it so you can help. <laughs> uh, Man, Ricky, just keeping it keeping it uh, PG here <laughs> for the kids. Uh, yeah. So so basically, it's 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 spread across Twitter. It's spread across Facebook and and so many people came out initially saying he's clearly innocent. Um, Rain Wilson was in it too. Everyone from the office. Everybody. Mindy yeah, Kaling. Everybody weighed in from the office. They all loved it. And then there's the, been the blowback of everyone saying, you know, you guys don't understand. This is a biased uh, docu-series. These people obviously had a storyline they're going with and they left out critical evidence, blah, blah, blah. So it's highly polarized, hotly debated. But Innocent do celebrities or who are in the business not, I mean, wouldn't they see that? Wouldn't they kind of pick up on that? Like, they understand editing. They understand storytelling better than right. probably most of us. Yeah. I think that's interesting because it's like, well, I don't think everyone in Hollywood would have picked up on it if they didn't, if they just thought it was some kind of clever editing. Personally. Right. I yeah. think there's actually some there's actually some meat and potatoes well, here. Well, as we said, there is clearly a conflict of interest with the police officers that put him away, that covered up his innocence, and then suddenly are found two weeks later collecting evidence on his property. And Let's break down that evidence. Sure, why not? Um, so yeah, these these officers collected the majority of the evidence. They collected tons of evidence on the property. And uh-huh. let's just uh, let's just do a little. Uh, let's go through the story. Let's, a let's, quick let's, fire let's... breakdown of the evidence here. The missing person is Teresa Halbach. Yes. Halbach, um, who's a real person, and and this is the second big offense against Stephen Avery. Yes. Uh, real time. Do you remember what year sh- this was? 2005 this happens okay uh, he's 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 been in jail since essentially 1985 he gets out for a couple of years and then uh, sues the the county and then two weeks later this happens all right that's the sketchiness uh so uh so Halbach was a photographer she takes um pictures for auto trader um avery was on her route that day so the biggest piece of evidence in a murder investigation is who was the last person to see uh, Teresa Halbach, and that was Avery. That we know of. Let's that we know of. Uh, Teresa Halbach's car was found on his property. 
yeah, but the cops put it there. Everyone knows this. Even they, Ricky Gervais knows this. Uh, how do you? How do? How do they know that? Ah, well, Coburn, the cop who's like sketchy, calls in the license plate like three or four days early before it was even found. Manitowoc County Sheriff's Department, this is Lynn. Lynn. Hi, Andy. Can you run Sam William Henry 582? Um, okay, it shows that she's a missing person, and it lists to Teresa Hallback. Okay. Okay, that's what you're looking for, Andy? 99 Toyota. Yep. Okay, thank you. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, his... he runs a junkyard. There's a car crusher. The guy knows how to get rid of cars. Well, so you're saying why would he just prop up the car in his in his junkyard under some branches? Yeah. Why the would lady he crush found it? it in like ten minutes. She right. was searching for it. She was related uh, to the family. That was it. That was interesting. Uh, and it was right in the front of the property. They didn't even bury it in the back. Okay. His blood was on the dash and door of her car. Avery's blood planted. was on planted. By, from the vial by, and the blood in an evidence locker that they had access to from the previous case. Okay. Same cop. Okay. Um, well, the FBI did not find the EDTA, which would have proven it was planted. EDTA is a uh, chemical they put in the blood to make, to preserve it. And, you know, there was supposedly none in there. But the FBI apparently didn't have, hadn't done this test in like 10 years or something. Yeah. And then... They call him up and say, hey, can you do this test? And you haven't done it in a while. And then they turn around in one day and they say, yep, there's nothing in there. You're wow. good to go. So you're but that's like FBI... calling in your older brother to, 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 you know, to run a test for you. Of right. course, your older brother is going to be like, oh, you're, you're, you're good, buddy. So you're implicating the FBI in, in this sort of fraudulent activity or just I just don't think. I think that they have an ulterior motive. If they sent it to a private company, I think it would have been a little bit more interesting to okay. see what they said. Okay, well, what about her car key? Halbach's car key was car key was found in Avery's house. Four days, four months later, by Link and Coburn, same cops who've been deposed. Ah, uh, yeah. eerily a part of every single piece of evidence so right. far on and this it, podcast. And it was after multiple searches, right? So they didn't find it on the first yep. few searches, and they found it just randomly on the floor. Yeah, um, and there was photos of that without right. the key earlier, and they. Searched his house three times. Okay, but but his it shouldn't even have been in there. His DNA was on her car key. Yeah, but only his DNA. Not even her DNA. Yeah, but it was his. It so. was his sweat. It wasn't blood. It, how'd they get his sweat, dude? How do they get any of this stuff to happen? They're the cops, man. They're the cops. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever right. they want to do. All right. Um. Okay. So they found they found her bones in his fire pit. Bones. Where are the bones? Give me your bones. <laughs> they Give found us your bones, kids. They found handcuffs and leg irons on yeah. his property. Oh yeah, they were love cuffs and they were pink and they didn't have any DNA on them. And you know, he's a little weird. He's a little off, but he's not a murderer. You think obvious? Yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, there's literally no DNA in the house and only in the car. Okay, there was a bullet found in his garage. Came from that, his rifle that had one, her DNA on it. That's one magical bullet, Matt. It Think is a magic it. bullet. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, we have this garage full of junk, just junk everywhere. Oh, we found this bullet in the corner with some DNA on it. You know, I'm just, just I mean, I'm surprised the cops are just so bad at planting evidence. That just sounds <laughs> like if you're going to plant evidence, at least do it a little bit more creatively, like splatter some blood on the wall and then throw a bullet in the corner, you know? Yeah, like, but still, I mean, it's like his bullet. 
her DNA, his garage, her bones nearby, his sure. blood, her car. It sounds her like the key. cops were driving by on a family road trip and a suitcase blew off the top and like bounced across and just blew crap all over the place. It doesn't so, even so it's just not done very well. Sure, maybe, and that's probably true, but you can see how the jury would look at all of this evidence and say it is clearly, you know, Occam's razor. Yeah, but 7 out of 12 went into it thinking he wasn't guilty. Right, and then they just saw all the evidence and then one of the jurors uh, was the father of a police officer. So he was probably the guy sitting in the back in the corner folding his hands and saying, he's guilty, and you guys are idiots. Yeah. Guilty. I, mean, I don't know. It's a, lot right? of, it's a lot of evidence to just surmise that it was all planted or all gathered in, under nefarious context. So it, it, that's essentially how these debates go. Someone's on one side saying, there's clearly all the evidence. You guys don't understand. He, he burned a cat yep. once. Um, he anybody who cat. Anybody who sets a cat on fire could easily kill people there was people on the other side 10 or 15 kids in my neighborhood that would have that burnt cats i you remember there was a kid who used to run killers? over cats with his bike um that's terrible i mean kids are dumb kids yeah, do true. stupid stuff all right they, none of those kids grew up to be murderers so nate I, I i i can guess but what is your take is Stephen avery uh guilty or oh, nate give us your opinion Okay, so we binge-watched it in, like, I don't know, three or four days. We would have watched it faster, but um, my wife kept falling asleep on the couch after episode two at night. Your um, pregnant wife. She's pregnant, so, you know, give her give her a break, guys. Gosh. Um, I kept pushing more and more, and my wife wakes up, and she's like, I had more dreams of scary things. We can't do this past 8 o'clock. I <sighs> dream about it. And it's true. It's like if you watch something kind of uh, intense at night, you can dream about it real easily. But uh, four days binge watch, I was pretty pissed. I mean, honestly, it just feels pretty obvious that there is a huge reasonable doubt. He should have been he should have been let off. Um, he already got screwed once. Those guys didn't have to pay anything for that. I mean, they have like what four hundred thousand dollars settlement, but no one was held account held accountable. And uh, I just think it's a bummer. I really do. Um, he doesn't seem like a killer. So you're saying innocent, not even not guilty, but innocent. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I want to say innocent. Like everything in my gut says, yeah, innocent. If I was in Vegas and I had $1,000 put down on one side and I couldn't just say, oh, I'm going to put it in the middle. Nope. You got to choose. I would say, yeah, he's innocent. Wow. Is that, do you think that your opinion might, might, might be different had you sat in in the trial for six months well that's the problem right so uh in our system it sucks because the media makes it you know they're doing their thing for five or six months before the trial actually hits everyone rolling in there already has an opinion right um judge jury executioner which is another yeah another thing about about the public and the media and yeah. how it sort of it undermines the criminal justice system it does, and you know and that's exactly anything, that's exactly what what's happening. The same thing that might have put Avery behind bars um, wrongfully is the same thing. It's the same emotion. It's it's the public frenzy that's mm -hmm. trying to now um, set him free. So to me, I don't trust. Oh, it's interesting. I don't trust the sway of the public the and the mentality. outrage and the yeah. It's the uh, it's the contagion, so to speak, the mob mentality. Yeah, it's, it's hard to trust it to know but, if because it's not objective. It's emotional.
I, I, I mean, I think that on one end you have to say, okay, what is the, what is the gist of what everyone's saying here? Take it with a grain of salt. But this clearly feels like everyone put themselves in Avery's shoes. What if I look like, you know, the duck, and I walk like the duck, but I wasn't the freaking duck, right? But you get tossed in prison anyway just because you look the part. You live in a trailer. Sure. You're clearly poor. You're clearly a criminal because of all these things. And right. he's, he's, I just don't think he was. He wasn't to begin with. And then I don't think someone just gets out and decides, oh, I don't want to be a killer now. I mean, if you think about it, to do it premeditative, he had to be a pretty smart guy. And he's clearly not a smart guy. Right. Um, but if the guy knows how to run a car business that takes apart cars, he knows to throw the car in the machine and crush it. I'm just, there are just so many things where it's like, it sounds like a smart guy pulled this off. It sounds like multiple smart people pulled this well, off. Well, yeah, the cleaning Not, up of the DNA evidence is supposed to be everywhere. You know, if you, yeah. sh if you shoot someone, it sprays. And somehow he got every droplet of blood out of the garage, yeah. but he didn't get the bullet. Yeah, and, 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 and his poor that little does seem weird. nephew, Brendan, just gets railroaded from both ends. Well, and, and we haven't really talked about Brendan Dassey because obviously there's a lot of... Um, and that's part of the the making a murderer. Uh, it covers the trial of of his nephew Stephen Avery's nephew Brendan Dassey, um, which I thought was uh, was funny because we haven't really discussed him that much. But I was looking at like last night we were uh, we were going over our bullet points, and uh, we're working on like a Google Drive doc. Nate's in Nashville. I'm in Seattle. And so we're looking at the same doc and my bullet points, I'm trying to sound all like lawyer-esque and legalese and like trying to sound all professional. And I look up at Nate's uh, bullet points and literally one of like the main points of his argument, <laughs> it's like the crux, you know, this is what he's, this is, this is what's going to really put the hammer down on people was poor Brendan. <laughs> Nobody can say he deserved that. Well, yeah. well, here's the thing. I'm just and going. Just, I'm just identifying with this kid because his IQ sure. was like seven. Right. So I just thought, you know what? I'm well, just gonna go along with that. Poor I just thought. I just Brandon. laughed last night as as I was going to sleep because I was just like, if that's any indication <laughs> of how this podcast is gonna go, you know, like Nate just so emotional, just poor Brendan. You know, that's poor my, Brendan. My argument is poor Brendan. Nobody can say he deserved that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a very PG way of saying it. Unlike Ricky Gervais's response, uh, right. I'm trying to, you know, appeal to all audiences here. But no, that kid got railroaded, man. He got nailed from both ends of the traffic. Yeah. His own attorney throws him under the bus. Yeah, that Len guy, man. Oh, man, the, the way he loved the cameras just irked me. The press was there waiting for you, right? They were there waiting when I got there. Okay. <laughs> yes, they were. The way yeah, he that smiled guy, every time the cameras came out. Yeah, it was like, I mean, he could have played Joker in the original Batman. Yeah, I mean, was, let's let's be real. That smile just looked crooked, and it was like fake, and I think it was stuck on his face and permanently. It looked like he had peroxide in his hair or something. He's trying to look blonde. So what about you, Matt? Well, where are you at? I won't, I said innocent because I, I had to choose because we're in Vegas. I you won't can't. go as far as to say innocent. Um. But I would I would draw a not guilty verdict um, or a mistrial based on like my conclusion as I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I think the right to a fair trial was violated the second that Officer Coburn and Lank went onto his property and started gathering evidence. I think Man, the that evidence sounds I think sounds like you, 
That sounds like you're ready for a trial, though, the way you well, read that. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying the evidence they gathered has to be suspect. There's a $36 million lawsuit that they yeah. are named in. Why well, are they, they brought on, in the, why are well, they the in, other in county was supposed to be yeah. the only people allowed on the property, right? Sure. So that's the thing. It's like based on the massive conflict of interest, can we be sure that the evidence gathered was gathered to protocol? I don't but how think can we they, can How could they have sure. done that? How could the, the you know, Manitowoc county sheriff's been in, in the house and then the judge is like, oh, that's cool. No big that's deal. the thing. I think, and listen, I don't know. Like, we can't be sure what the what the rules are. But if I'm, like, if I'm the judge, I say this evidence is inadmissible. Anything gathered by these two guys who have been deposed in a lawsuit yeah. that would ruin their lives is inadmissible and, and we i can think look that's at, what got the celebrities tweeting sure and we personally. can look at all the other evidence in this trial but none of that is admissible and that's what the judge i think should have said and maybe he's still guilty after it but yeah may, yeah maybe but you but, have to use evidence that's acquired through so they have to toss out all that evidence sure that's what i would say uh, otherwise it's a mistrial but he he deserves the right to a fair trial and i think this is super important that people um, uh, understand that that our justice system defers. You know, tie goes to the runner. It yeah. defers to the defense. Uh, the burden of proof is on the prosecution to put someone away. That's because if you put an innocent man away, you not only rob him of his life, but the guilty party goes free and continues to commit crimes, right? Yeah, yeah. If you put a... Uh, now, if you let a guilty man, which which happened in this, in his original in, case, it happened the guy in his went original on. case. Yeah. So yeah. So so Stephen Avery to goes to jail. Murders. Stephen Avery goes to jail for eighteen years. Gregory Allen goes off and continues to rape people. So now you have Stephen Avery losing eighteen years of his life, and Gregory yep. Gre Gregory Allen's out on the street. That's why we have to make sure that the defense has all has the right to a fair trial, has a presumption of innocence, and that the ball is in the prosecution's court. To make sure that everything, all the all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted, and 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 that the defense gets a proper uh, defense. So I I don't think he got a proper defense. I think there was a huge bias in in the investigation, and that evidence should have been tossed out. That's kind so. Of what are the bigger questions then? Are we trying to ask? I mean, are are the prison systems now that they're for profit? A lot of them are for profit now. Are they trying to get poor people to fill the walls? I mean, who pays for that? Is that how it works? I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm not saying you're more into the conspiracy theories than I am. I would say that this is mostly. Um, hey, I just watched the film, man. <laughs> there I is no conspiracy theory. It was a conspiracy. <laughs> I would. We say, saw it. I would say that this is this is mostly negligence, and yeah. it's mostly um, the negligence was mostly motivated by good intent especially on the on the uh, in the case of the detectives not in the case of Coburn and Link I don't think I think theirs was more nefarious but I think the system allowed negligence to occur and rewarded it in a way and that is the biggest thing that I think people are are upset about because if you get charged if you get charged tomorrow for a crime you didn't commit your right yeah. to a fair trial is totally contingent on how much the investigators, the cops, and the prosecution um, 
hates you essentially like they could paint you in the worst light yeah and then the media could go out and they could have these press conferences like they did in this case and the yeah. media could go off on you and then everybody around surrounding the case would know that you're an evil terrible man even though you and didn't they can do get it. your nephew to say that you guys were like they can get your your yeah your your relatively slow learning nephew to confess over four hours to the kid was just watching some horror movies and he just talked about it yeah. and the guy's like draw what you saw in the movie little boy <sighs> which goes like, to okay. show I mean if, if we want to ask bigger questions uh, Dassey asks his mom what's they said my testimony was inconsistent what's inconsistent and his mom goes <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and I'm like right. this is the problem this is yeah. why he's behind bars this is why she uh, can't help him they don't know what inconsistent means. This is an educational problem. Hello. It's it's poverty, it's ignorance, it's lack of education. So right now, there's like 200,000 signatures on change.org to free him, but the president can't pardon somebody that's not in a federal prison. So it's a state situation, and the governor of Wisconsin has already said he's not going to pardon anybody in his term. So it's what not, do you do? It's, what, what, what can you do? It's What's not the point of all this. It's not over is the big thing uh, because he's just got new representation. Um, There's a slew of new evidence that I saw on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Have you so read any of that evidence. I have not read the new evidence, um, but I, I read something about some other guy being a potential suspect because his doesn't his brother or his or his brother-in-law or someone get on the stand and say, good, that's what he deserves or right. that's where he belongs to be. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, who says that about their family? He thinks he's guilty. I mean, that's easy to, to explain away. If, if a guy, do, if your brother does that to somebody and you believe he did it, then you'll be like, "Yeah, go to jail, dude." I've been saying, "Look, this is about a this is about a bigger issue, a bigger problem." That like, if you go up against the system, you're already fighting for your innocence as you walk in the door. Right. A lot of times, given where the media is. Right. Um. You know, like Cosby. I mean, everyone's like convinced he's guilty. Right. I mean. Um, Peyton he's, Manning, he's definitely yeah. juiced. We well, already know, you know. What I <laughs> well, mean? yeah, you're tarnished as soon as you're as soon as you're blamed for something. Um, your reputation is tarnished because of social media, because of how fast things. People will just assume that you're guilty of it when you're when you're charged with it, or someone makes an accusation, yeah. which is not justice. Justice is presumption of innocence until proven guilty so is this an isolated case or is this a nationwide epidemic that's really what i think well it, it clearly is not an the... isolated case since um you know i have the stat here since 1989 more than 250 people have been exonerated based on dna evidence so hmm. which it's probably only a fraction of the people who have innocent people who have been put behind bars 250 since 1989 based on new DNA evidence, they were able to test the evidence and find that it was somebody else's DNA or it wasn't theirs. Um, that's so insane that we have 250 people, and that's literally, it's got to be only a fraction of the total. So this is an, epi an epidemic that our system is putting away innocent people, and I think... Is it that people want someone to burn for the injustice? Is that making anyone feel better? Yeah. I mean, that's human nature. We want a scapegoat. You know, we want someone to pay for all of the suffering that we and it's it's displaced. It's it's misguided. It's all the pain and, and, and struggle and hate and fear that we have. 
We want to put that on somebody, on a scapegoat. It's like being a redheaded kid growing up. You just People just want to take a tire iron to your face. I don't know why. <laughs> well, the gingers just got beat growing up because they just people didn't like us. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised you and I aren't in prison right now. <laughs> I was a, I was a toehead growing up. I only became a ginger when my beard grew out. And uh, wow. and that's how I have that's how I have. What did my, you call yourself? A toehead man. That's a blonde-headed kid. You a were a toehead. You were blonde too. That's my point first. is, it's like you look like a redhead. You talk like a redhead. Your desk You're is in the duck. corner of the classroom, and no one can talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been railroaded, that's a Matt. That's a tough. That's a Brandon. You got Brandon Dassey. I did. I got Brandon stuck. Dassey. I got stuck in the corner. So, last but not least, we can definitely say that Ken Kratz is the troll. He's not a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He was busted. I mean, he's the troll. The the prosecutor that was uh, that was prosecuting um, Avery was busted years later for um, sexually harassing a uh, domestic abuse victim, which uh, well, he wasn't with arrested, the subway sandwich was... in his right hand. <laughs> he was. Can you? Can you tell me what a troll is real quick before we wrap this up? Well, and then... so here's the thing. Uh, a, a troll is anybody who who is not concerned with the topic at hand. All they are concerned with is invoking the rage of their uh, of participants in their dialogue. So once uh, once a, you say you're in the comments section of Facebook, once it stops being about the topic and, and being about you personally, um, the way you look or your qualifications, that that's when it becomes trolling. And the whole nature of what we're trying to do is to not uh, argue in a way that that devolves the the debate into uh, invoking rage because we know that's not helpful. So say you're out there listening to this podcast, Matt, and you have some kind of inside evidence on this case, and we want to talk about it on a future uh episode sure what can you do can you email us yes or? you can we've uh we've got a website set up it's called trollspodcast.com you can go to our contact page on there send us an email we'll read them um you can make your name anonymous if you want to uh is there an actual email address though there's an email address it's called don't email the trolls at gmail.com because we don't want to pay for uh hosting at trolls podcast but uh yeah so uh don't email the trolls at gmail.com if you want to send us an email let us know what a troll thing to say what <laughs> let this us know let us know if we're uh doing a terrible job how we can do better you can troll us if you want we might read your trolling emails yeah um and if we um, get trolled we'll definitely call you out on well we, we, we might not depends how good it is no i mean if, uh tr trolling can be fun i i like i like a good troll I think the thing that made me the most pissed about this whole thing, if we were going to ask some bigger questions about this whole real-life murder, like we've moved out of law and order. We don't really like that anymore as a society. <laughs> and we've, in night court and all that stuff, you know. And we've moved on to real, the real deal. And then they interview that girl from Dateline, and she's like, oh, murder is so hot right now. Oh, my and gosh. That's the worst part. Yeah, you just wanted to reach through and just punch yeah. her in the face. Murder say, is so hot right now, so it's just like... Right now, um, murder is hot. That's what everyone wants. That's what the competition wants. And we're trying... Like, and this is the thing. We're, we're speaking pretty casually about yeah. the, the death of someone's loved one. But shouldn't we take a little bit more care when it comes to damning certain people especially when there's a victim involved like there's someone died here and um and the family believes they got the right person as a society are is it 
really a good thing that we the are Jake's able to serial making a murderer sure. real life this is real, life, real life real life stuff yeah is it good i i don't know <laughs>